Hello, welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast, where we deep dive and analyze games one system and letter at a time. I'm Dan, and I'm not going to go overboard with my intro. <laughs> I'm Mark, and I'm not drowning in appreciation for what's to come. And I'm Sol, and I SS expected some really bad S- puns there. Express. Sorry, listeners, it's only going to get worse from here on in. That is um, a guarantee. for this second series season or world 2 we're covering the Sega Mega Drive or Sega Genesis if you're from USA working from A to Z and a number at the end this episode or world 2 stage 18 is SS Lucifer Man Overboard but before we get too much into that let's have a bit of a catch up and see what we've all been up to since the last time we spoke which seems like eons ago we need to start pulling these back in this year (laughs) Um, Sol, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, Happy New Year, everyone, and uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. And I hope Happy Hanukkah. Uh, you got everything you wanted. And Chinese um, New Year. Yeah, that's soon, isn't it? I don't no, know. I don't. I don't know. So, I barely believe in the one that we're supposed to celebrate, so I don't keep track of others. You're all right. You're all right. Then it's been it's been it's been a while, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's I'll nice to that. be back, though. It's nice to be back behind the mic. Um, um, Mike crack. I, yeah, it's been quite it's been quite quiet over Christmas and New Year in terms of cultural stuff, in terms of games played and music and films and things because you get sucked into the Christmas vortex, don't you? Uh, in terms of games, there's a couple of things that I've I've been playing. Uh, well, I've still been playing a lot of Fortnite, the zero build Fortnite stuff because that's that's a bag of fun. Um, I've been. I've, there was a game given away on Game Pass called Iris Falls. You see that? Only, only Iris. I know. Is it about a really old lady in a nursing home who has a tumble? <laughs> Breaks her hip. Yeah. No. Uh, not playing <laughs> it's it. Like it's <laughs> like a cell-shaded grey puzzler um, where you have to complete levels by... You stand on a book and you become shadows and you can walk along the walls. So you've got to manipulate things in the real world to like to that get contrast. I think I've seen something similar where, you, yeah. where you're in road signs and you can walk across road signs and jump from. Well, if you've that. got if you've got games with gold or Xbox Game or whatever, it's I think it's on this month, and it's quite good. It's only a couple of hours. I'm about two two thirds of the way through it. Uh, some nice, okay, you know, it's it's in terms of pace, it's very. Uh, very light limbo oh, and okay. uh, inside, you know, just nice. I like nice. that kind let of shit, just, though. Yeah, let me just work this out. It's not too taxing. I'll get it eventually. Um, it's chill, yo, as the kids say. Do they? They do, yeah. I do. Oh, and you once were a kid. Yeah. So, by by that nature, the kids say it. <laughs> the kids are united. We're never... Be divided. Oh, we're doing it too. The kid for oh, the kids. Is that it? So you've done. I think his brain just turned off. I think someone. Oh. <laughs> I think someone just fucking flipped his life support off. Dead air is a crime. I'm trying to think. On my Zelda Sundays on Twitch, I finished Wind Waker at last. Good yeah. enough. There's nothing like it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really good. Um, I love that I, like endy bit in that big castle. It's a good old scrap in it, and then when you get to him up at top, it's a nice little 
fight. Really easy at the top. You have to you have to go through about four or five different shadow ganon, yeah. like all the different forms, and then you get to the top and you, you hit him about twice. It's half. Oh, is that it? Yeah, I like spoilers, I but it it seems though. imbalanced. Spoilers of a what twenty year old game. The yeah, the traipsing around the sea bit for the bits of the trifles. Oh, that can go suck a dick, can't it? No, yeah. no, no, it can't. I like that bit. Oh, did you? No, no, no. Yeah. No, because you just sit and relax. You'd, done, and but you'd spend so long getting to that point, and then they go. Yeah. Here's ten pieces of some triforce all over the yeah. map. You need to go and get, and the and yeah, and there, there are also little challenges on each one of those bits of triforce as well. You're like, come on, I thought I'd done enough because it's not it's not a short game, is it? They just a victim of its time. Had that been nowadays, that had just been some DLC, or it had it had been like a side thing that you could have done or not done. Mm. Well, it's yeah. there's, a, there's a fast version of it in there in um... in the newer one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Wii U one. I've got that, but I've not not played it. I did it's, it I did essentially, the it is exactly the same, except from they've sped that bit up. Okay. But having completed that, I've now started the Minish Cap on the Game Boy Advance using the GameCube Game Boy Player. And that's very good. It's Capcom again, isn't it? You know, they did the Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, uh, the, the Game Boy Color games. No. They were brought back to do this. And it still impresses me how the Game Boy Advance is basically a SNES in your hand. It's just a fantastic little machine, isn't it? And even some of the, the Capcom have put all these nice little twists on it. So when you kill monsters, they go up in like a puff of smoke, like an animated poof, like, the, like a mushroom Waker. cloud. Yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, like they do on Wind Waker, but they put that into like a two D, two D SNESified version of of. of um, well, it's even improved, because obviously um, you think Link to the Past was on the SNES, wasn't it? But it, you know, it's just an advanced graphical upgrade, and he's got a really jaunty. He runs like uh, Magic Knight from Finders Keepers. Oh, right, where he's like you bouncing know, along. Yeah, he's quite a bouncy joint. He's got a top knot, and the Minish Cap is, is basically this game's equivalent of Navi ish. Ah, okay. So, you know, our Navi's like. Listen, mm. this Minish cap that's on your head, it's like a duck. It goes like a beak, on it? So how, how far off Skyward Sword are you? Twilight Princess is next. Yeah. Then um, I've got Spirit Phantom, Tracks. Yes. Phantom, Phantom Hourglass. Yeah. Don't know what order. And then, then Skyward Sword. Dan, have you played that one already? Because yeah. that's the next no. one that I remember really, really liking after. No, I've got it. it. I've got the gold Wii U controller pack thing. It got a lot of stick this guy would sort at the time because everyone was like, oh god, motion controls. But with the with the Wii Motion Plus that was in it, it was much more of an accurate reflection of where your hand and wrist were actually moving. I played mm. it on um I played it <laughs> emulated on the PC and I so I didn't use any motion uh, controls. How did you manage that? Uh, yeah. I, I think I think I didn't map to the right stick. <laughs> okay, yeah. and then they've they've ported it to the Switch recently. Haven't they? Yeah, I've obviously got, that's I've got, got that accelerometers one. in it. Yeah, so uh, um, that's got accelerometers in it to to mimic the same thing. Yeah. I've got it. I've not, not even put it in the Switch. <laughs> it's on the shelf along them. with with many games that are still in the shrink wrap. I, um, I really really enjoyed that one. Yeah, but yeah, Minish Cap is good. It's uh, and they pull in all the all, all the usual uh, serotonin hits of 
Zelda tunes. Yeah. And you see, you go to Lon Lon Ranch and you meet, you know, the, the guy, the, the fat farmer who's in Mario's overalls from Ocarina of Majora. Yeah, yeah. He's up there. So it just, it just touches the, the Gorons and there's, I just took and Pegasus boots and everything. So it's more of the same, but it's done in such, in, in a different enough way. Because yeah. that cap, as well as being a, a helper, it also turns into like a, a parachute to help you to help you fly from like little tornado to tornado to fly across the maps to reach in inaccessible places and things. So, uh, I, but the main the main uh, the main mechanic of this is you can shrink right down into about a bean size, so you just become about four pixels big on the map, and you can then get into little holes inside houses and up ladders. And then you get sections where it zooms in, so you're like in yeah. leaves and in trees and bushes and things to like do. Mrs. Pepperpot. Yeah, like like only I shrunk my link. <laughs> 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 so yeah, there's loads of stuff going on in it, and it, it's it's really good. So if um if you don't want to pay bloody seventy five to hundred pound for a physical copy or whatever it is, go and. Just emulate it. Just see what you think. Get it on whatever. I'm emulator. not sure we should be endorsing okay. illegal practices live yeah, on air. I think Don, if you own if you own the physical thing, can't you not? Yes, you can. Um, you can you can, <laughs> can emulate it, can't you? Because so you Nintendo. It. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm no lawyer. I ain't, I ain't no lawyer. Um, yeah, uh, that's about it in terms of modern games. Uh, I've been playing Inscription. On my terrifying Thursday Boom, streams, how good's that? because it is horror themed, isn't it? It's really good, and you know what? Um, you know, ages ago, I banged on at you to get Marvel Champions. Yeah, I did get it, and you went, you went, oh yeah, and I'll come back to it because it looks a bit complicated. Yeah, and then I said to you, why don't you go play Slay the Spire? And then, and then. I said, if you, if you play Slay the Spire, then it'll give you a, a rough idea of like a deck builder, which is what Marvel Champions is. And then when I play Inscription, it's Marvel Champions. Oh, is it? Right, okay. <laughs> all might, of it. Oh, all brilliant. Of it. I might go to that yeah, then you, now. Uh, now I get you it. Know, you know, you've got, to, you've got to sacrifice the squirrels to get so many, basically, uh, currency. Yeah, it's blood. Blood. You either blood get blood or bones, inscription. don't you? So you, you, yeah. you sacrifice them uh, for blood, and if they die, you get bones. Yeah, and then you spend those blood yeah. or bones to play the card because cards have a certain value. Yes. Exactly the same as as um, Marvel Champions. You've got numbers and, and you, you've got things on the bottom of your cards and so many of those equate to what cards you can play exactly like it. So now you've played that and Slay the Spire. It's a little bit somewhat different, but okay. just with that inscription, you're working your way through a map, aren't you, and you're having a card battle at every step. Yeah. Um, Marvel Champions is you are having a fight with uh, a boss, be that Rhino or Ultron or people like that. But it's a it's an unfolding story in front of you as well. So you're either Peter Parker or you're Spider Man. If you're Spider Man, you can fight. If you're Peter Parker, you recover your health. But while you are Peter Parker, they um, they the boss the, the you know the the enemy yeah can progress and progress. And when he gets up to enough points, then he's beating you. But you don't do that if you're Spider-Man because you can fight. So Inscription, yeah, Inscription's fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. And it, I think it would be great for like a, a Steam Deck or something. You certainly don't have to sit at your PC and play it. No, no, uh, it, it definitely seems more suited to mobile, doesn't it? 
Yeah, and it was a tenner on uh, on Epic or Steam or something. So it's it's easily ten pounds worth of value. Without have you, a doubt, have you properly finished game. it now? I've got nearly done. I think it's a four or five stages on the card game bit. Yeah, on the oh yeah on the. I've done the first table many times because that's quite easy. And when you get to the boss at the end of the first table, oh, right. yeah, yeah, the yeah. second one, which is the swampy. Ah, oh, right. I've You're got... in for a treat. You've got your fucking miles away right. from the end. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, even all right. Then all that being said, then the amount I've played has easily been worth ten pounds. Yeah. Well, you, you're of... about. You've you basically scratched the balls of it. So oh, right. Okay. There's a lot more to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and finally. Still on games. I've got no. I've got no films out to bang on about because it's been Christmas. I've not really watched out. Finally on games again. Terrifying Thursday. I did an inscription for a couple of Thursdays, two or three Thursdays, I think. But it wasn't horror enough. I went to to play Signalis. 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 I don't think I've played it. S i g n a l i s. It's on Game Pass, and it's um it's like a a point and click. Uh, mashed with Resi Evil in a in a sixteen bit uh, skin. Sounds so you, dreadful. Yeah, it's really in- <laughs> well. No, it's 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 really interesting. You you um you you wake up on a smashed spaceship. You're some kind of replicant robot thing, and you have to try and you head into a mine and you're trying to work out what went on. And there's there's zombies and stuff. Well undead things i can't work out if they're replicants or not uh coming to attack you but you've got to solve puzzles and open safes to get you've got to put your stuff in a chest you've got five inventory slots you know which is your resident evil mechanic but it's quite puzzly as well okay. and it feels like a point and click because of how it looks it's just slightly 2d you know just pivoted yeah that's good and it's quite atmospheric and it's very very um, uh, retro looking. It, it's good. It's good. It's worth checking out, particularly while it's on Game Pass, because it won't cost you out. Well, cost some work. Pay Game Pass. But that's that's me. That is me. I've got nothing else to add, other than the end. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, seeing as I'm going to drone on to you about um, this this episode's game, um, I'll jump in so you don't get too bored of my voice. Gav Mark. And back to me to bore you. So um I've been playing SnowRunner. I don't know if I've mentioned it previously. Again. The... <laughs> oh, this is the third I'm pod a... that you've been playing SnowRunner. The third, it's not the third. I've been playing this for a long time. No, now. it's the third pod you... you've mentioned it. Have you got any? Oh, other is games? it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I've been playing a lot of Fortnite with Sol and the people that go in the uh, Discord. Um and then you know when you've been like all agitated and activated and your brain's going because you've been doing something you want to go to bed i like mm. to play after that to just kind of Deep bring right. my levels down yeah and just kind of bumble around in a truck and stuff um and i found in in the xbox app that you can look at your achievements and you can also look at some statistics oh. and i'm ranked first among my friends of hours put into the game unsurprisingly yeah, yeah. No shit. Um, <laughs> and i've played a total of 7.7 7 days 
<laughs> That's some achievement. I bet you've not 11, spent that 000. long in your life having a shit. <laughs> Maybe not. Feels like it sometimes. But um, yeah, 11,102 hours so far. Mm. Uh, but I've nearly done it all, so that's that's that. Then I can put it down. I can I can I can put it aside. That that's no way to run a year life. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> it's no it's no joke. Did did have, well, we, have we had this discussion because it's so long since we've had podcast, sorry listeners. Did we have this discussion about the snowrunner? I was listening to I think Oh, Maximum Power Up podcast. They've risen like a phoenix from the flames. I don't think they've released an episode in about nine months, so they're nearly as bad as us. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they, were, they basically went over what they've done this last year and what games were played and what they were impressed with. And one of the guys, uh, apologies for, I can't remember which one, said... He'd played Death Stranding, which he found that it was quite shit, chilled out, and almost. I know you don't like it, Aldi, <laughs> but he was he likened it to very much like a puzzle game where you've got to really think about how you're going to get across these terrains with these backpacks and things like that. And then I likened it to an episode of Mrs. Brown's Boys, in that it's fucking shit. <laughs> and then one of the other us went. You know what? I've been playing lots of Snow Runner or Mud Runner. Either way, they're both the same, just different terrains, right? And he said, it's just, it's very much, it's not just driving from place to place. He said, it's like, it's like a puzzle game. You've got to really think about how you're going to get from one place to the next. Unpick it. Where, how are you doing your gears? What, what kind of approach are you going to take? So are you finding that as well, Daniel? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's. It's kind of a, a mental workout at times, um, but also infuriating when you spend an hour trips in some stuff across a map and then you catch a tire on too big a rock and it tilts up and you've got lots of logs which are high and have got a high centre of gravity and the truck slowly, slowly leans and tips Fjord. and you try everything you can and you're pulling your winch, but no. This sounds it. like it will boil my piss. And then... And then all your logs fall out. And if you don't have a crane, you need to go all the way back to the log station and pick up some more logs. <laughs> this sounds it's horrible. A lot of, do you know what? I haven't been playing it co-op, but it would be fun to play it co-op because you can so help you can each other out and miserable. tell each other around. <laughs> Ruin someone else's <laughs> life at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Takes seven days of someone else's time up. But anyway, enough of your bad uh, puns. I'm going to... Keep on trucking and tell you that I've also oh, been playing nice. Call of Duty Warzone, the new one. Which, yes. Um, tell I me. The... I am going to. Are you? You've been playing uh, multiplayer. Sorry, question. Yes. Ah. Okay. So I don't um, like people. So that's no. Good. No, I don't. And I've tried the battle royale. Now Fortnite is fun. I like Fortnite. This isn't. The <laughs> battle royale in it is just. You drop honestly. You dropped in on a parachute, first person, and it's it's intense. The first time I played it, and you fall in parachuting, I was like, "Fucking hell, what's going on here?" Landed. I was getting my bearings, and then bang, dead. Oh, all right, well, okay. And there's so much fucking rigmarole in the menus that it takes about ten minutes to get back into the game again. Yeah. You're like, "Oh, come on." Well, it's Fortnite's pretty quick. It just loops you straight back in. But also. All the players, I think the term is the young kids use these days, they're all sweaty. You just uh, can't get anywhere near any of them. Um, sweat. 
they are swears. So there's a, there's another mode in it called which is I think is still in beta called DMZ or DMZ, um, which you go in to do missions, but you but you you match maked match maked match made you you put in at the same time as other people who are also playing it, but there's an AI basically life inside it. So there's lots of little like strongholds or areas which are all AI controlled and you and your squad PVE and yeah. PVP. That's the that's the proper term. That's the Thanks. slang, that's what the kids say. Yeah. So sometimes you can be going for a, an objective and it just be, all be AI and then another time you might have another squad try to do the same objective as you and you cross paths and it all gets fucking messy. But you're supposed to get in, do your objectives, get a, to an extraction, get out. And it plays in, I think, 20 minutes of time. It's, that's that's more fun, to be honest, I think, uh, because the Battle Royale, the people who sit there and play it, I don't know whether they've all got um, mods on or or what, but it's just, it's not fun. It's just, it's not fun. You turn up, bang, oh, fucking hell, all right. Didn't didn't someone say that that, that uh, DMZ mode is a bit like Division? Yes, Jamie, uh, that we were playing with, he's he played nice. the Division a lot, and he said it's like they've just took the best bit of Division. Oh, that, that sounds quite it. good then. Division was when Division were good, it were really, really good. It's just a lot of it was shit, like mm. most Ubisoft games. So yeah, bit of it's good, other bits crap. Um, what else have I played? I haven't really played any more games to be honest. Watched a few films. Watched uh, Avatar. Never seen it. The original watched Avatar. One. The first one, yeah, yeah. watched Avatar because Kelly wanted to go watch the second one. So I said, well, let me go watch the first one before we do that so oh. i watched avatar and avatar 2 in the space of three days all right i've no <laughs> idea why it's the highest grossing or was the highest grossing movie of all time at some point because mm, it's i think it's all right. the thing with the first one is you had to be there because the thing is you got to admit visually that still stands up now doesn't it yes it doesn't look like an old film no and, and, you know, and it's 10 years, years old yeah 14 so, years old. yeah so you have to imagine seeing that in 3d for the first time, you'd never seen anything like it before in your fucking life. It like, made your eyes. But well, to be fair, the second one, also, I've never seen anything like that. They're not amazing films, you know. The storylines are, meh, you know, mm. pretty obvious and stuff like that. But um, yeah, good, well, I watched the second one in three D, and I was like, cool. After about ten minutes, I'd accustomed to it. I completely forgotten that I was watching it in three D. Which yeah. I'm like. Phew. It's a complete waste of time. It just makes the screen duller because you've got to wear sunglasses. Yeah. I didn't see it in 3D. Uh, I just saw it in some high frame rate 4K thing and it looked looked 3D anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I watched uh, something on Netflix called Me Time, Kevin Smith, not Kevin Smith, Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Um, it's alright. Quite funny. All it's, right. it's Kevin Smith and like fucking Kevin Smith, Kevin Hart being Kevin Hart and Matt Wahlberg being Matt Wahlberg. <laughs> so, hey, no, get out of here! I no got you, all right? Then. Hey, no, no, no. A transformer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's an hour and a half to just stare at TV and laugh, I suppose. Uh, started watching Happy Valley series two because series three is out which um, it's good. I haven't seen three. I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone who's watching it. Mm, yeah, that's me, I think. I don't think I've done what else in all this time. Where did time go? 
don't make sense, does it? Well, I watched a right load of shit over Christmas. None of it particularly noteworthy. Avatar 2 was, but we've already discussed that. I've watched one thing that was really good, and it was The Menu. So that's Rafe Fiennes, um, Anna Taylor, whatever her name is. Um, Joy. That's it. Um, and um, what's his name? About a boy when he were a kid. That was Nicholas Holt. Batman. Nicholas Holt, that's him. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just IMDb here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember everything about him except his name. Um, that's really good. Um, so uh, to give you a, a non-spoilery thing, basically, uh, Ray finds is some enigmatic fucking chef um, who has a restaurant on an island that people have to get a boat to. It's really exclusive and it costs a fortune to go. Um, and then you've got a, basically a set of stereotypes that are going to this thing. So you've got, oh, they're the rich couple. That's the millionaire, um, you know, group of uh, footballers, you know, that's the investor type. This is uh, this is the film star that's a washed up has been, and uh, this is the everyman that's just obsessed with his chef who's saved all his life to go on this this trip. So all they are is caricatures of people plopped into a scenario, and then um, this thing just keeps sort of starts off reasonably normal but it's mega interesting all the way through and just keeps twisting and twisting and twisting and twisting and twisting until by end you're like what the fuck so i would recommend that it's really good um and it's that that good i want to watch it again i've heard it being compared to and so, something i did watch over christmas sorry was knives out and but only surely because it's an ensemble yes. cast mystery on an island. There, there are parallels, but I've heard it being compared to that. Have you seen that as well? I have seen Knives the, Out. I wouldn't the, put the, the new Knives Out. I've sorry, seen Glass both Union. of them. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I I didn't make that connection at all. Um, oh, okay. I think the tone it sounded of like you were describing it. <laughs> well, <laughs> is that la- is, is that lazy journalism then? Maybe. <laughs> I think the tone of them is entirely different. It's like the menu seems to me to be. A comedy, like written as a comedy, and then directed as a drama horror film, almost like a Silence of the Lambs kind of tone to the direction. And the reason I want to watch it more is because I've got a feeling that the more you watch it, the funnier it's going to become. So rather than the horror elements being the things that are first and foremost in your face, I think the more you watch it, you're just going to keep finding it funnier and funnier and funnier and funnier. And I have a feeling feel it's a film I'm going to watch a lot and just piss myself laughing all the way through. So I, I remember seeing the trailer for it and thinking it looked a bit... Um, there, was, there was more to it than I think it was letting on. It looked like there was something insidious about it there, where there was some there darker... is, and, and it's got something to say. If I was comparing it to anything, even though it's an entirely different film, it'd be something like Get Out. You know where it's got it's got a point to make. It's doing it in a clever way. It's shot really well. It's acted really well. But there's definitely a very dark, humorous undertone to it. You know, so it's very, very good anyway. Um, and then series-wise, the best thing I've watched uh, series-wise is uh, Welcome to Chippendales, which is the story of the Chippendales, the the male yeah. uh, strip troupe. Fascinating. Um, the uh, um, ex- go on. 
Uh, yeah, I have heard that it's it's uh, it's over it's eight episodes of it, eight yeah. hour long episodes. It probably doesn't need to be that long. Is that fair? No, but, I I I was uh, I, I were into lazy it journalism. All, all the, yeah, all the way through. I thought it did need to be that long. You know, they've got it's a big old story to tell. You know, it involves like you know, sex, drugs, murder. Um, it's all wrapped up in a nice tidy package. And again, that's got a, a nice. Um, the tone of it is good, so you know it's that you know it it never goes too campy and it never goes too serious, but it also never it never goes too dark. You know, it, it, it constantly sort of vibes around. Um, it's really really good. Um, and then a second to that, I watched The White Lotus, um, which was also exceptionally good. Um, but I think Chippendale beat it for me. So, so yeah, again, I watched the first four episodes of White Lotus so mm. I did watch things over Christmas sorry yeah <laughs> spent New Year's Eve watching it we stopped it for 20 minutes to go woo at midnight and then put it back on <laughs> uh, but I've yet to finish that first series which which is again ensemble drama yeah, lots of great characters coming out there's really something good. about watching even from something like Gosford Park yeah to to White Lotus to to Glass Onion Knives Out whatever or even a Poirot mystery, you know, there's something about ensemble dramas where everyone's got equal billing, everyone's got equal screen time, everyone's bouncing off each other, all these different characters, Pulp Fiction, for example, you know, just yeah. anything that's got a multitude of characters and I can just sit and watch forever. And, and White Lotus is, is great. The dude that's the manager of that hotel in White Lotus plays quite a big role in Welcome to Chippendales as well. He's really, really good in both things. Um... He also has a, a big role in season two of physical, and he's really good in that. So to say I've never heard of him, there's three things he's popped up in recently where he's good in maybe Murray something or other. He's very good anyway. Um, so yes, that was those. And then gaming-wise, I still haven't finished fucking God of War. And it, it seems to never end this game. It just goes on and on and on. Like, this is not a bad thing because it's never boring and uh, it's constantly throwing new things at you and the story's engaging and the side missions are really, really good. But it just seems to never, 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 never end. Um, so, um, so I haven't managed to play much else. I bought Callisto Protocol, and I've had maybe a bit like this opening segment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bought Callisto Protocol, and I had maybe twenty minutes on that. Seems all right. Um, and I got the new Need for Speed, the one made by the Burnout guys. That seems really, really good. But I've parked it because I know when I start it that I'm going to kiss goodbye to my life for probably a month because I'm going to get obsessed by it. So I've parked it temporarily. I've I've watched uh, Harrison playing God of War mm. on the PlayStation Five. He's been playing Ragnarok. Yeah. And every time I've walked in, it's just him running about. I'm catching it at the wrong points, but I'm yeah, like, oh, God, this looks yeah. boring. Oh, no, no, it's, it's definitely And it's not. going on for, oh, it's going on and on. And I've heard that leveled at it a lot, that it's going on and on and on. I do actually remember, I have been playing something else. I've been playing Forbidden West, Horizon Forbidden West, because I loved the first one. Good, in it? And then got this bundle with that, and I'm like, ooh, it's more of the same. It is more of but the same, but it's, it's good. It's no bad thing. I liked it, yeah. Right, that's back to you then, Dan. I think, uh, I think yeah, that's that's the extent of what I've done. Yeah, so yeah, this opening segment is getting too long. We need to do this more often. This is the game. The game that we've been playing. So, SS Lucifer Man Overboard. 
originally published by Zeppelin Games and developed by Odysseus Software. It was released in May, June, July of 93 for the Amiga, but was eventually ported. They were uh, one of them. Uh, <laughs> it was Q, Q, end of Q1, Q2, uh, 93 for the Amiga, but it was eventually ported to the Mega Drive Genesis by Codemasters in what one can only assume was October uh, 94 as it was reviewed in the November edition of CMVG on shelves in the 15th of October. So, uh, yeah, that's where we're going with for the date. So it was developed by Zeppelin Games. Uh, they produced, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, I hadn't anyway. They produced lots of games on numerous platforms, including the Atari 8-bit family, Commodore 64, ZX Spectrum, Atari ST and Amiga. By the early 90s, we're also making games for the PC and consoles, such as the Mega Drive and the Genesis and SNES. Popular games included Jockey Wilson's Darts Challenge, International Tennis, Universal Warrior, and Sink or Swim. Uh, okay. They also worked with Codemasters to produce the first two Micro Machines games and Pete Sampras Tennis. Ah, so they've so got go. some ah. good chops then, haven't they? Yeah, but it's where it takes a bit of a turn because I got a bit down a bit of a rabbit hole with who they are. They eventually became Eutechnics, spelled E-U-T-E-C-H-N-Y-X. Okay. Really shoehorning those vowels into that word, Eutechnics. Um, purveyors of mainly racing-focused games such as Big Mother Truckers, remember that on the PS2? Mm. Pimp My Ride uh, and a smattering of NASCAR games. And the highlights, or rather low light of theirs, being 2013's Ride to Hell Retribution. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but that's widely regarded as one of the worst games ever made. For oh, anything. <laughs> yeah. have to Google that shit. It was supposed to be an open world um, motorcycle gang kind of game set in the 60s, but it got canned and then became a linear um, game, which just got panned for its portrayal of open sexism, its portrayal of women that was acted badly played bad it was boring <laughs> just everything you can think Throw was just it. terrible yeah then they did a warhammer game which um was equally just as bad yeah but there you go uh, sink or swim was also ported to that battery munching handheld the game gear by a company called big red software a month before the mega drive that looks to have been as well received at the time as the mega drive version looking at the game and comparing it to the mega drive version all the core concepts and mechanics are there but with the obvious graphical limitations but it's the mega drive version that we care about or or not we'll 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 soon find out <clears throat> the game puts you in the somewhat soggy shoes of <laughs> kevin codner hang on you like this sorry i googled that uh, ride to hell i just i liked it in metacritic the top scoring review it says disastrous. There are no more adjectives to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> That's its highest scoring review. <laughs> and what did it score? Thirty out of a hundred. And then the oh, lowest dear. one says, "No word exists for the level of disgust I have for everybody involved in this." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I uh, hope by the if they'd have put that on box, I'd have bought it. <laughs> <laughs> if we're still doing this by the time that we're, we're, we get up to like that era, which we probably won't be, let's face it. But if we were, I'd love to get that for uh, just something terrible you can rip into. 
Uh, I've got a surprise for you guys. <laughs> oh, God, go on. Just coming in. The owner of Zeppelin Games. <laughs> 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 to talk about the history of his company. <laughs> oh, so, yes, as I was saying, <laughs> um, SS Lucifer Man Overboard puts you in the somewhat soggy shoes of Kevin Codner, whose job it is to rescue the passengers from a sinking ship. Kevin Codner. Great, great, great name. Great analogy. Yeah. Um, so, where's my... I'll give you some blurb out of the manual. Kevin Codner. <laughs> Do you want the story to it? In the manual, it actually says, the story. (laughs) (laughs) The steamship, complete with a cargo of dim passengers, has been badly damaged by an iceberg off the coast of Greenland. Hearing the news on his small, isolated sea rescue station, Kevin springs into action and climbs aboard his Explorer-class submersible equipped for a daring rescue mission. The passengers are invading the engine room, fleeing the numerous, numerous fires raging throughout the ship. Pistons have gone haywire, pipes have burst, sending torrents of scalding steam everywhere. And, oh yes, the small matter of 70,000 gallons of ice-cold seawater pouring into the hull faster than the pumps can handle. Of course, Kevin could run for it, but he, he isn't that sort of hero. <laughs> I quite liked it. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so um, well, where's my notes gone now? Please hold. <laughs> the number you're calling knows you are waiting. <laughs> yeah. So if you think of Krusty's Super Funhouse Nautical Edition, you won't be far off. Uh, you're not Krusty the Clown. You're Kevin Codner. You aren't directing rats to the doom. You're saving passengers from certain death. You're not in a warehouse. You're on a ship. And that's about where the similarities end. Although, in all fairness, there's not a great deal more to it than that. Unlike Krusty's Super Funhouse, there is a time limit. I don't remember there being one in Krusty's Funhouse anyway. Not every there... single time, is there? No. No, not... they want one. No, there wasn't one, no. was there? You could die, but there wasn't a timer. No, I mean, in this, there's I not a timer I... every time, is there? It's only in some no, times. It only seems to be flooding in, so, in some areas. <laughs> yeah, some, some areas yeah. of the ship are fine, others not. Yeah, so and if much. You, on those, if you don't get on with it, then the water will come in and mm. everyone will drown. Uh, Kevin does have an oxygen tank, so he can survive for a while underwater, but not too long. Uh, but it's not all doom and gloom, though, because if the passengers do fall in the water, though, there are some failsafes. There's the odd jetpack dotted around, which you can smash out of its case and drop in the water, and the drowners can strap on the jetpack, fly off to safety. Kevin's also got a dinghy, which you can deploy, but only once per level. Um, however, drowning is the least of your worries for your dim passengers. There are hydraulic presses, ice-cold water pools, fires, loose electrical wiring, spikes in the floor, burst water pipes, uh, um, all there to kill the passengers, or Kevin. So there's plenty to keep you busy. Uh, you work your way through 100 levels of that madness, and then you've saved them all. That's about it, really. I think one key difference uh, in this compared to Krusty's Super Funhouse is that I don't recall in Krusty's Super Funhouse Krusty ever dying. Where in this happens a lot mm. to Kevin. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not the greatest hero. No, but should you manage to save them all, then you, you get a headline in a newspaper and he winks at you on the end of the game. Mm. So, you know, there is some reward. 
I don't mean the headline in your local newspaper. It's in the game. <laughs> Halifax Express is going to write something about you. It could be. Yeah, is it Wakefield Express? Get your in it, Wakey Express. The I, yeah, we we crossed it. You got to a point where you could kill yourself if you were stuck, weren't you? Yes, and then you, you can lost do that. Life. You can yeah. abort the mission. Yeah, mm. you can restart abort. it because because you in the abort. same way on. In the same Aboard. way with lemmings, you've got to rescue a certain amount. Obviously, if you, some of your passengers die, then you can't um, can't save enough to move on. Unlike lemmings, you've only got a very small number of passengers, though. Yes, and lemmings, it's controlled with a cursor, whereas this, you're running around the place as an active part of the of the game. Yes, that's about it. Uh, without telling you whether I like it or not. But um, yeah, there's yeah, there's as you, just like Krusty, there is the first level's pretty straightforward, and then they get more complicated, don't they? Really? Do you know one thing? Yeah. It does advertise on the box a password system. It doesn't say that password system stops after level six. Yeah, what's all that about? <laughs> but let's let's save let's save that discussion for the yeah. for the end. <laughs> I never even realised that, does it not? Yeah, it just says yeah. no password. Yeah, and I thought, oh. I thought well. this maybe last one or two levels or is this a bonus round? And then no, as soon as you hit no password, it's just like, yeah, you're not having another one. Well how, how far did you get? I got to twenty eight or something. About you, Dundle. About ten. Okay, all right. How come you only got yeah. there? Let's let's let's. No, no, let's no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just wondering. There must be, surely they can't I'll expect come you to like do. I'm fucking sick of it. <laughs> they can't expect you to do a hundred levels, or, or maybe let's say you spent a Saturday afternoon and you get to level seventy-five and you've got to go for tea. Your mum's put I don't know burgers on or something, and you're really excited, and and you you have a power cut and the Mega Drive turns off and you've not got a password. You're not going to do all that again, are you? You're not going to do 75 more levels. <laughs> to be fair, they only take a minute each. Yeah. Mm, still. So before we uh, before we go on to what we thought about uh, SS Lucifer Man Shit. Overboard, <laughs> let's have a look at what was happening in the world of music, films, and games in October 1994. Oh, Gerald, Yes! What were we doing on October 15th, 1994? Spending your Dutch marks on dance floor in 1994 in the singles chart. Down five places to number 10 was uh, Maradona. Oh, hang on. Madonna. And she's got a secret, right? You remember this song? I looked at it and I thought, Madonna's secret? I don't remember I it. I don't no. I don't remember it, and I on Thursday went to BB's in Leeds and had some Italian food whilst there was a Madonna tribute act on. Yes, you didn't um, it and I don't remember that song either. Well, it went something like this. Mm-hmm. 
My baby's got a secret Ooh, Something's coming over me Remember it? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go look you can click on the link in the show notes of course to, to Ray Crane Rita of Carnesi Street you, you turn yourself with it because I couldn't <laughs> I didn't know what it was but that is what it is it's a right slow thing I don't know what she's singing about baby's got a secret and someone's got a secret everyone's got secrets she's got a very low cut top on in the video she has, yeah, she's showing her cleavage off. Which she does now. That's not a secret, 78 all over Instagram every day or something. It's all a bit strange. Yeah, with it's the bombing plants as well. Very undignified. It's all very strange. Uh, so then, right, I mean, she could do what she wants, right? But it's all a bit weird. Well, yeah. Right, so anyway, down three to number six was, not only were they responsible for filling the... Uh, the pop van up and coming round estate when we were kids going pop van pop man pops balls of pop was corona with oh. with uh this, this is, is the rhythm, rhythm of the night the yeah this is this is uh popping around wakefield aged 18 yeah. owning the night well, only, only in a kind of red stripe. Being sick on your shoes in your case, but never mind. That's it. Well, laying in my sick, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was before this, though. That that's that pukey pukey night that might. But yeah, just for the listeners who who, um, who are wondering what we're talking about, who are desperate uh, to hear I, tales of you vomiting on your own. Yeah. Feet. <laughs> well, when I wasn't when I wasn't old enough to go uptown, uh, me, Mark, and cousin Earl. Went uptown anyway, drank too much, saw my next girlfriend, declared how much that, how much I loved her, threw up all over a table in front of her. I got carried out by some bouncers. <laughs> it, it went lost... like it went like this. <laughs> I love you. I've always loved you. Hang on. <laughs> it were a beautiful moment to watch. <laughs> uh, I, I went to go to the toilet and I, I was sick near a wall and the bouncer just carried me out, thereby me losing Mark. And Earl, because I'd just been thrown out. So I laid underneath an Italian restaurant in my own sick, half on, half on the road, half in the street, until some ladies picked me up. Well, you, can't, you can't just lay here like this, you'll get locked up. And then I walked all the way home, covered in my own sick, to, uh, to Mark and Earl, who, who at this point were in bed, because <laughs> like, they'd gone home, they didn't know where I was. And Mark wrote a song to the theme of Fraggle Rock called Pukey Pukey Shirts, which went something like this. Pukey Pukey Shirts, puke so much his throat hurt. Pukey Pukey Shirts. Pukey Pukey Shirts. <laughs> something, something like that, that. wasn't it? Yeah. It, it, in fact, I was just covered in bile by that point. It was, like, it was like a tar. <laughs> it, was, it was like, did that come out of you and why? So, yeah, so that, that's what happens if you go drinking around Wakefield. Don't do it, no. even now. Right. But did you win her Enough over? That. The listeners need to know. No. Oh, well. We were safer no, in Wakey, though. We went out around Agbrig one time and got threatened by some Bella dwellers. That wasn't very nice. <laughs> regional <laughs> regional references. Very small and, area. Of, yeah. <laughs> the 16th largest municipal area of Great Britain. <laughs> Wakefield. And straight in at number one, take that with sure. Sure. Is that about sure. underarm sure. deodorant? 
It is. It's about antiperspirant. Mm. But I mean, I would anti-take that. So, yeah. Did you? Can you remember this song, Eva? Straight in at number one. This. No. You'd think at number no. one you would. No. Well, I clicked on the video. It's seven minutes long, right? The video. What? <laughs> because the first three minutes of it. Are the the chaps from Take That, all five of them, because Robbie was still with them at this point, babysitting some girl, making tea. Robbie's been to the shops, he comes back. It's a right weird setup. Gary's trying to do something Tory on a piano, and he's trying to write a song. And Mark Owen's cooking some spaghetti badly, he's trying to feed this kid. And then to avoid his taxes on the piano. Yeah, and then 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 three minutes minutes into it, he goes, Come on, then, little kid. You better go to bed, because that's how Mark Owen talks, right? <laughs> you, better go, you better go to bed. Come on. And then loads of really attractive young girls turn up, and they have a party, and then they start the song, which You're goes something like this. Sure, so sure. Oh, yeah. How peculiar yeah. that those two songs, like, have completely vanished from our brains, like... Uh, like a little wormhole of time that uh, yeah. that, that my brain forgot existed. It must have been really shit this time of year. Yeah, they, they, you forgot what, it for a reason. What does concern me is when you were talking about that, I went to YouTube and typed in Take That Show, and it's there, the song you're talking about, it's the top result. But at the bottom of the video, there's a red line along the bottom indicating that I've already watched this video. <laughs> <laughs> so when did I do that? Because I don't even remember it. So I've watched it recently. It must be recent. Maybe, maybe it's Mrs. <laughs> she should get off my profile, well, shouldn't she? Well, there's Why are you his, there's his... Smile by Janet Jackson? No, they, they, they do the same diddly doop 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 Nearly, nearly that. But there's his singles, any road up. I'm not, I didn't pick the best ones out, <laughs> clearly. I picked the ones that we could talk about. <laughs> Good choice. Because there were some other, there's some paddle banton and stuff in there, but if ever we drop on, I always just limit it to a few because if ever we come around again, yeah, you've got some more to play with. Out. I've got some more to play with, yes. Uh, album charts, yo, people, right. So down four to number 10 is those Bristolian trip hoppers, massive attack with their second album. Protection, yeah, boy. Which I put this on the other day. It's a fantastic album. Going through the going through these, doing the notes for this sometimes. Make oh, I'll just pop that on then. See what it, it still sounds great. But you know the the title track, Protection. Protection need some shelter. That one with Tracy Thorne from Everything, but the girl. They got Kamakoma on it, and. Stuff like that. It's very good. Very nice. Down three to number six. No, we're not on the single, so I'll stop that. At number six is the imaginatively titled album from Luther Van Dross called Songs. <laughs> Luther, come on, try harder, mate. What's, the, what's on the album? Oh, yeah, just some songs. Okay, what do you want to call the album? Songs. <laughs> no, no, that's not good enough. Yeah, but it's songs. The thing is, it's songs he likes, so there's covers. Uh, this was propelled into the charts because so it just called cover songs. I don't know. Maybe someone had done that. I don't know. I like these songs. We'll call it songs, man. 
Uh, it was propelled into the charts by Endless Love. <laughs> yeah, man, I get your beer cold, man. <laughs> yeah, I got sounds. Endless Love with Mariah Carey, which goes on that much. That, uh, it's a cover of the Diana Ross uh, Lionel Rich T song in it. And it goes on that long, it does feel endless. And at the end of it, you don't love it. So that's <laughs> ironic, really, isn't it? And and it was that uh, it was that traumatic for Love of Andros that he died many years later. That's not probably one, not it? what's on his death Wasn't certificate. Yeah. <laughs> no. Mariah Carey duet. <laughs> I died from the songs Mariah Carey. So, <laughs> Why is he almost he Michael Jackson? Like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he talks like, but he, <laughs> but he's good. He's got that really good song that I can't remember. Right, so straight bow, at number one. Which the darkness quite famously covered, clearly. <laughs> Did they? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did they? <laughs> It'd be good, though. I'll ask, I'll ask Justin Hawkins next time I see him if he can do oh, that. Yeah. Straight, straight into number one uh, is REM, which stands for Rectum Environment <laughs> Muncher. I think, I don't, does it? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing in your bedroom? Environment <laughs> muncher. <laughs> Don't munch the rectum. Just, Just the areas the around it. The yeah. surrounding the rect- area. The rectum's <laughs> mucky. Leave the rectum mucky. looking like a little yeah. coin. <laughs> yeah, that's the dirty bit. <laughs> avoid, dirty avoid bit. the dirty bit. <laughs> well, and the album was called Monster. Monster, Monster. Which, which, it was inspired. Yeah, it was inspired by Eric Hall. I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, and it featured a couple of songs on there, probably <clears throat> probably more than two. But the two that I've picked out was "What's the Frequency Can If the And uh, it is it true that, that that's about someone beating someone up and just shouting that in the face? No idea. Um, something isn't isn't it? A, wasn't it a newsreader who said "What's the Frequency Can of something? And and bang and blame. The, the other single, bang, blame, bang, blame. I remember bang, that blame. album being actually better than those singles, but I've not listened to it for a long, long time. Well, I thought, you know, you think back to Ariam and you think, oh, this is where they tailed off on it. This was after losing my religion. They tailed off. There's kind of about, then they've got about three or four albums. They've got New Adventures in Hi-Fi, I think. They've got Up. They've got a, a couple more after this. Mm. They, were still, they were still going. Yeah. I know they split up now, but they had nearly a 30, 40-year career. Yeah, I, I, I think this album was was probably one of the better, as an album, was probably one of the better albums, just didn't have the best singles on it. But like I say, I haven't listened to it for a very long time. I don't think I like them anymore. Um, what's the frequency, Kenneth? The song's title refers to an incident in New York City in 1986 when two then-unknown assailants attacked journalist Dan Rather while repeating, Kenneth, what is the frequency? Americans, isn't okay. it? Okay, so listeners, if, if you were to attack someone, what slogan would you would write in at uh, how do it pixel on podcast? I beat your cunts! <laughs> Brian, what's the volume? 
<laughs> Where's the carrier bags? Um, right, so, films. Right, so strap in. Strap, strap in for in, the film strap quiz. Strap on, yeah. Oh, film quiz, strap film in. quiz. Come on, then. Quiz. Sock it to me. Okay. Plug it in. Okay, so get your thinking caps on, listeners and you two, for the film quiz. Again, you cryptic clues. Not yeah, not you listening. two, that's you two. Oh. Cryptic clues. <laughs> what year are we again? Oh, 19, October the 15th, 1994. Four. Right, okay. Yeah. So I'm. You just, you just hummed the jingle from the Baby college. Gizmo sketch in fashion. <laughs> oh, by Big Gizmo. <laughs> right, here we go. And number three. Keanu Reeves ruins a building, a bus, and a train while showing off to Sandra Bullock and gives Dennis Hopper a bad haircut. What is it called? What is the film? Speed! Yes. Excellent. Speed one or two. Well done. Have you, do Maybe you remember that? Have you seen that episode of The Simpsons <clears throat> where Homer is trying to explain it? And he goes, I can't remember the name of the film, but it's about a bus, and if its speed drops below 50 miles an hour, and the speed has to maintain, and then it's all about the speed, and I think it's called The Bus That Couldn't Slow Down. <laughs> <laughs> There was um, there was a Simpsons reference on uh, a game show I watched on Saturday uh, called Ant and Dex Limitless Win, which is quite good actually. It's all the I'll not go into it. Look it up; it's good. But um, one of the questions was how many stripes are on the U.S. flag, and one of the contestants got really excited because he knew the answer was thirteen, and I said thirteen, but I didn't know how I knew it. And then they went, how did you know that? And he went, because it was a Simpsons episode. Said there's 50, because Homer says there's 50 stars, and then there's 13 stripes for good luck. <laughs> so, number two. No. Who do we win? Man travels through the formative years of America's adolescence without noticing any of it. Also, eats some chocolates. Come on. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Correct, Forrest Gump. And I went to the cinema to watch that. I enjoyed Forrest. I thought it was really good. I've not watched it in a lot of years, but Jenny. I guess it could be now through my adult eyes, incredibly saccharine. I watched it on a pirated VHS that I got from Sue Bates. Um, I don't really remember. That's a lady, not a shop. I don't, I don't, I don't remember a great deal about it. Well, then he runs a bit and he eats some chocolates and he gets shot in the butt. Yeah, that's it. There's a bit yeah. more to it. He, he fishes for shrimp. Yeah, he gets a that that my boat. <laughs> the thing is, like I don't know, he's like that slow cousin, isn't he? That we've all got. And if you don't know, if you're listening, and you don't. All right, know, so which you, one of ours? I, is? Ain't got, I ain't got a slow cousin. I've got a slow cooker. If you're listening and you don't know, you don't know which it is. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Right. So, so number one. Mm. Ousted by a usurping uncle, heir to African kingdom, befriends bug munching animals and battles attackers in Circle of Life. Lion circle. They were too easy then this time. So. Life. Yeah, they were. Be, was that the highest grossing film of 1994? Was it? I don't know. The end. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
Last Blessing movie, 1994. It will have been. Lion that. King. Yeah. Lion King, Forrest Gump, True Lies, The Santa Claus. Was that the one with Tim Allen where he turns into Santa? Yeah, which they've just done a third one of, haven't they? Went straight on have Disney they? Plus. Yeah, God. The Flintstones. Right. God, you remember that? Oh, God. Right, so, games. We are a gaming podcast. That is what we are. That's what we are. That's what we are. I mean, we've talked a lot about games. Maybe not enough for some people. Maybe not. Maybe too much for some people. I don't know. Make your own mind up. Fill in the review form and let us know. Hang on. Hello. Have you seen how many... What films came out in 1994? Go on. I know, I've just gone through... Lion King, Forrest Gump... Uh, True Lies, Clear and Present Danger, Speed, The Mask, Mrs. Doubtfire, Interview with a Vampire, Schindler's List, Philadelphia, Stargate, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Pulp Fiction, Dumb and Dumber, Four Weddings and a Funeral. <laughs> that's that's uh, just that's a pretty good loads. year for films. Yeah, and yeah. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. It's the most <clears throat> wonderful year for some good films. Right, games. Yeah. October the 15th, 1994, CMVG issue 100, CMVG, Computer and Vaginal Growths. Growth. Issue 156 was on the shelves in... Whoa! Very good. You're welcome. There's a whole smorgasbord of games mm-hmm. this month in this issue uh again 1994 so we're really moving into the optical era the 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 nobody could see the next that. gen the next gen that never really happened you know your 3dos your cdis uh, yes. all, your jaguars you're really pushing i into liked that. that little gen there i liked the jaguar and i liked the 3do it, it was almost like people they were trying to run weren't they Yes. I mean, you had to get these. We've said this before on this podcast. You had to have these people try and push on. Yeah, to, to motivate everyone at, else. Yeah, to end up at the PlayStation, really. Um, <clears throat> so, yep, talking of that lost generation, Philips CDI burn cycle, which is a, an FMV point and click with some shooting type adventure where you play um i think you play uh like some kind of detective is he an android i don't know called soul cutter who gets a, a brain disease if is some kind of thing and you you race against the time race against the clock race against time both things clock is time uh of solving this mystery before you do the dead clock is time <laughs> clock is time uh but yeah, they're um, they what they do say in this review is that I mean it's not one I've ever played. Now I scanned through it uh, in advance of this on on YouTube and whatever, and it looks it looks nice. What they do say is that the FMV everything's put together really well, so it's not like a uh, jump to a cutscene. Uh, jump everything's just it's really really constructed very well, so it's not clunky. And a lot of people in the comments I noticed were like, I think this needs a remake or a remaster. So if you're getting the lights of Night Trap getting a remaster, you'd think you'd have one of this, but maybe Night Trap gets remastered because there's quite a lot of history and whatever you wrapped around Night Trap. They give it 90% in CMVG. They did like it. Now, a game that we've covered 
way, way back at letter E on this particular <coughs> season, Earthworm Jim. Scoring Hi, 90 yes. on Yeah. Scoring 90 on the snares and scoring 88 on the Mega Drive. Now, it's really interesting that both the reviewers who went in, there were separate people reviewed separate platforms, and they both went in with the, <sighs> this again, this kind of thing, side-scrolling thing, Dave Perry. <sighs> Yet, they were all turned around by it. Like, for example, Denise Acme here says, about now, I'd be normally moaning that there's nothing new here. So he's gone in negative, but it turns him round. And um, Rick Skews, who did the Mega Drive, has read it slag Earthworm Jim off because it's another take on that Global Gladiators engine from Dave Perry. As we said, we enjoyed it very much, didn't we? Um, it turns they both yes. end up, they both end up loving it right much. Well, I mean, they're uh, right. <laughs> it doesn't do anything new, does it? But everything it does well, do, it does well. Well, that's what that uh, Rick goes on to say, actually. Well worth a look, but think twice if you've already got Aladdin or Cool Spot. So both, they are very similar, aren't they? Mm. But I think, Fair. For, for my money, I think Earthworm Jim elevates above both of those because it's funny. I, yeah, it's got a good yeah. sense of humour. Yeah, yeah. Aladdin I mean, is I'd good, say, though. Aladdin is good, but I'd say Aladdin's good because it felt like you were playing, a, playing an animated computer game then, which was quite novel back then. Mm. But I'd say that this looks better than, than all of those, particularly better than Cool Spot. Cool Spot's got that Mr. Softwalk, hasn't he? But this is better. Cool um, Spot was cool, though, wasn't he? Can't cool Spot that. was cool. Popped Sunglasses, off a 7-up bottle. Trainers. Now, the, next up, a certain SS Lucifer is reviewed in this edition, but I guess we'll come to that later. Stay tuned, peeps. Rise of the Robots, which I think we may have covered previously somewhere on... I think it's popped up. I think up, we've mentioned it. it. <clears throat> yeah, yep. but I still maintain, and I've got it. I've, I've got it. I don't even think I've ever played it. I've got it like a loose, loose cartridge for the snares, which they give ninety-one here, and they give ninety on the CD-ROM, and they claim that the snares version. Bearing in mind, we'd had Street Fighter Two by this point, right? We had, haven't we? We must have ninety-four. Yeah, ninety-two. Yeah. They claim, but I mean, on the snares because that felt like an arcade perfect conversion they claim the snares version of rise of the robots is a landmarking console game <laughs> it certainly is not for the reason you're fucking saying <laughs> landmarking console games and it features the rendered graphics with the original cd cinematic sequences Woo. but still it plays like an absolute dog i'm not i think i think either they were backhanded and i don't want to you know there was a lot of reports in this era of give us a good review or you're not getting as games kind of stuff, wasn't it? Or you're not getting exclusives. Mm. And were, was this a case of that? Or do you think they were just over, just blown away by how nice it looks when in reality it plays like a dog? <clears throat> Time's not being kind to it, is what I'm saying. And finally, on the SNES, which is an absolutely wonderful looking game, and it goes for hundreds of pounds boxed now. Adventures of Batman and Robin. So they've taken the, the original animated, um, you know, the Batman the animated series. Yes. It's all done in that style. Um, yeah. But with like loads of groovy mode seven. So right at the end of like, say the first level, you're fighting the Joker on a, um, on a roller coaster and you're doing loop the loops and stuff. 
and it's, it's utilizing alt mode seven it's all spinning around behind you and it looks it's a beautiful looking game uh, i knew it always went for a fair bit but now if you look at it on ebay i think boxed it's like two three hundred quid boxed it's like there was even i saw an ntsc version of it where someone had scribbled pen all over the cartridge it went for a hundred dollars or about 100 quid or something it's ridiculous wow but because it's a right well 94 and it's late it's really right tail end of the snares but they give it 91 and uh, apparently according to cmvg it's the most fun you can have wearing tights and leather pants without getting arrested so i um i, I just i just follow... that having having experienced it sorry come <laughs> i follow a. uh, uh subscribe to that's that's the term isn't it i subscribe to a channel on youtube called coding secrets and um it's done by a guy who used to code 16-bit games and he worked on sega genesis version of the adventures of batman and robin and he says uh this has possibly the most coding tricks of any 16-bit game it's a really interesting video and i would implore anyone who has any mild interest in how these games were actually made to go back and watch it and i will drop the link into you so you can drop it in the show notes it's very very interesting yeah it's a great looking game so yeah play it i will and I will. that's no, yeah that's your cultural interlude you've got to play minish kapla that's your cultural interlude yo that's it all done okay so do you want a fact before we uh get deep into yes we always like Dan's fun fact. And I want to cool. get through this because I've just realised they've dropped first episode of The Last of Us on HBO Max. Oh, quick, yep. let's. <laughs> I'm looking forward Good, to watching Let's that. wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down and strap in. His facts are like a slap. It's coming at you so, so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. According to Andrew Drake, who founded Odysseus Software, the original developer of Sync or Swim for the Amiga, they never received any royalties for the game. Despite this fact, he was offered the chance to port the game over to the PC, but he refused because he couldn't afford to buy one. Sad, sad trombone. Womp womp. It's maybe that kind of work ethic that made, the, the, which is why Odysseus Software only made one game. <laughs> well, if you can't afford, was it? You can't just. You're not getting paid. Go, can't even rob one. Yeah. If you can't afford a PC to code it on, then what's he going to do? You get an advance. You make it. You ask for an advance. You go get a loan. You make it work. It's your future. He's not Elon Musk, is he? Yeah. Thank God. Can't borrow money <laughs> against stuff that doesn't exist and all that jazz. But um, let's not get into that rabbit hole mm-hmm. about that man. Um, yeah. So. What do you reckon to it? What, what is what, your verdict? <laughs> Who wants to kick off? Uh, I'll kick off, all right. <laughs> right, we'll come to the score that um, that CMVG gave it, but I'm going in a little bit under that. I just think it's it's other games have done this better, and we've covered one of them. Krusty's <clears throat> far better than this. And that was a reskin of an Amiga game, funnily enough. And it was well um, before this, in years. Yep. And Lemmings, which it's Lemmings-esque, but it's, again, basically, there's 
it's been done better. This is um, it make a decent mobile game now, which interestingly they do say in that um, CMVG review, get the Game Gear version. Obviously, you need a Game Gear because it's cheaper and it's exactly the same game. <laughs> because it's it, it just make a little it make a great iPad game, I think. But if Pick I were paying full price for this on the Mega Drive, all right, there's hundred levels. Well, I mean, that's the what I asked that on the chat as I were playing it. I was like, "Well, this a full price game," expecting you to come back and go, "Oh no," because because it would have altered my score. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it it's taxing enough. You know what? It's not. As a, well, I guess I don't know. I got to what twenty eight, twenty eight, something like that. I can't remember. But um, you get bored, don't you? The, you got a quarter of the over a quarter of the way through the game, and you played it for what? An hour and twenty minutes or something. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, it wasn't difficult whatsoever. The, like literally, the the levels are so small. You know, most of them anyway. There's a couple of exceptions, but it's just a few screens. It's the hardest thing is how far zoomed in it is, so you can't really plan your next move. Effective. Well, I think that that's why the start of each level gives you an overview. Gives you an overview. For gives you a map. seconds for you to look at. It tells yeah. you where the passengers come in, where you start, where uh, the exit to be, is. And for most of them, to be fair, that's actually enough. Um, but there's no reason for it to be zoomed in that far, though. Well, there's no reason for that. There's no reason for for that explanation either. You don't get it with Krusty. No. So it's like it, it's like I can see what you're doing because you're zoomed in too much. So it's kind of saying up here's the exit. This is where your dim passengers are. That's where you need to go. This is where you start. That's the R exit because you go out of a different exit to the to the mm. passengers, don't you? Yes. But you didn't need that. You could have explored the level yourself. Yeah. It's like it's almost giving you the solution. And if you've got a photogenic memory, as one of my old managers used to say, if you've got a photogenic memory, you just go, oh, okay, right. Oh, that's where I need to go. Right, okay. And you just rattle through it. Yeah. Oh. I think you get that because some of the levels, if you're not on the ball straight away, you, your passengers start dying. But if you don't immediately do something to put them somewhere safe, to, to almost trap them, if you like, yeah, to, to herd them into somewhere where they're safe, they start dying. Mm. So don't put a timer on it. Well, it's this uh, like chip, though, isn't it? Well, yeah. I don't know. I just it, it just felt it felt. It's just a bit flat, really. It just felt um, it just felt wrong. There's not enough mechanics uh, in it to flesh out into a full game, not into a hundred levels. There's few switches, like you, like you mentioned, the little power-uppy things, and then other than that, you've got a bomb, and that's really it. You know, it's not like Lemmings where you've got a fucking entire toolkit at your disposal, and there's a, loads of different ways of uh, of doing that level. You know, and you've got some level element of creativity in what you're actually trying to achieve. None of that. It's like you do it this way, or you don't fucking do it. Um, it's it's interesting you say that there's not enough mechanics because um, there's more mechanics than there are in Krusty's super fun house i think there's more options of things to do and i've just thought i'll go and check what scores we gave that and um the table hasn't been updated after j <laughs> that was the last game so <laughs> annoyingly oh, um can't get the staff yeah so um i don't know what we scored that but it'd be interesting to see how it reflects to this the thing is though there were elements of crusties that were actually fun though and it looked good um 
but we still gave it a shit shit score. I remember. Um, <laughs> but this one, the graphics look dated. The, the overly simple. Um, I like the, the the quite nice chunky sprites. The music's not great. The all the thing that I did like is the way that it introduces the mechanics in a slow and interesting way. You know, like the thing that we've moaned about Blow Dealer for back way back when, where we were like, what he could have done with is instead of throwing you in the deep end, it having some levels that actually taught you what to do rather than you having to read a manual. This does that, but then doesn't really go anywhere with it. And then, like you say, you've got 100 levels, but once you get past level seven, you can't start where you left off. Fuck off. Well, you can. There are there are um, there are passwords, but they're very widely spaced. Yeah. So um, I did just have it on screen, and I've lost it. It's once you get past level seven, I think it's then level fifteen and twenty and twenty-five, something like that. Every. Oh, okay. But oh, and then okay, I forgive you then. We can't. Then 15, like, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. And then like the platforming elements. Random bus. It's just shit. It's like make you might shit or get off the pot. Make a shit platform game or make a shit Lemmings clone. Don't make a ridiculously shit hybrid of both of those things and hope that because you're doing both of them, that's going to make it better. Because it's not. It's making me mad that this is a shit platformer and it's making me mad that it's a shit puzzler. <laughs> you can tell it's an Amiga part though, can't you? Just looking shit. at it, yeah, yeah. It like, looks there's it, something about Amiga parts for this 16-bit era where you look at it and go, Amiga part. You don't even need to know anything about it. Yeah, it definitely just, has that kind of Chuck Rocky kind of um, James Bionic Commando, James Pond. Yeah, that kind of vibe and palette to it. Um, mm. But yeah, if you were thrown Crusty Super Funhouse and this and said play one of those which one would you play and you can't not pick one now i play crusty and it's really difficult to put your finger on why that is um i think maybe i don't know if it's the ip you know i don't know if it's a license i think it uh, is but, but also the there's something more puzzly about crusty you know you've got to be you've got to send the mice up certain pipes. You've got to put fans in certain places. You've got to put blocks in certain places. It feels it, like more involved. Yeah, it feels more, more involved. With than, it. Yeah, than this feels. Whereas this is like just you just shepherding people. Yeah, but really I think, simply. I think I'd go for crusties purely because you don't die. I don't think you die. I don't remember dying. But I died a lot in this, and it irritated me. It's, yeah, it pisses you off. It's like there's no reason for that. Like, I, either I'm there to facilitate these guys getting out, or it's a platform game, and I'm responsible for myself. But that's that's part of the problem of it. It's, mm. it's doing both and doing them both really badly. Well, do you want to, before we give us scars, do you want to hear the verdict that CMVG gave it? God. Oh, it, I'll tell you what it reminded me of. Chucky Egg. The platforming reminded me of <laughs> Chucky Egg. I'd and like that to hear is a, our scores a, first. And it All wasn't right. as good as Chucky Egg. Well, Chucky Egg's a legit classic platformer, isn't it? Yeah. But it's shit. But it's a platformer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's of its time. It wasn't Yeah, but the, what I'm saying is the platforming in this, bear in mind, it's 20 years after, or 15 years after or something, isn't as good as Chucky Egg. 
<laughs> so, you know, yeah, so, yeah, right. So, yeah. 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 So, what, what would okay. you give it, Mark? Um, three, four, three and a half. Yeah, I'm not. You know. I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to be that hard on it. I'm. I think I'd give it a. I was going to before I saw what score I gave Krusty because I found it. Go on. I was going to give it a six, but given what I scored Krusty's, I think that's harsh. And I think thinking back to Krusty, I would have eventually got to same with this. I've just been bored of it. Mm. I, it 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 irritated me how I died all the time. I, I didn't like how zoomed in it was. Um, I just I just had no patience for it. I don't mind a puzzle game. I don't mind being got to figure things out. This just seemed to irritate me while it was doing it. Mm. Figure this out. It, oh no! Nah, it it would have been nice as well. Like we haven't mentioned. Like you've got kind of you've shown a little map of the boat with the, uh, with a lot of empty squares on that represent the levels and they colour in as you complete them. But it linearly pulls you through the levels it would be good mm. if after a certain point maybe after those first seven when you know what's going on if you could just pick a level and just dive into a level so you've got like at least the element of surprise <laughs> you know to kind of go at um, i wonder if that would be too hard to incorporate the password system into it though unless you allocate a password per level which clearly they've not done either. they've gone right okay well we'll get you so far then we'll give you that password yeah but fuck the passwords off do you know what I mean? It, you know, once, you, once you've played it then a load of times, at least you're not hitting a wall and not getting past something or taking ages to get something. Or You can just like randomly spatter your way around it and then when you own that game, you can just go through and uh, and destroy it, you know, in, in a city mm. or whatever. Mm. I just found it more of an irritant than a, than a fun, than, than, than an enjoyment. Mm. So go on, score it. Um, I'll give it a five. Five. What did you give Krusty's? Yeah. <clears throat> I gave it a five. You gave it. So you you reckon this is this as good? It for diff. Oh, there's different reasons why they're the difficult to separate. I think. Okay. But there's 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 more to there's more to this than Krusty's. I think. Okay. But for some reason, Krusty's just seems more fun. Even though yeah, I mean, Krusty's was shit. But <laughs> I, what did I give it? Krusty, you gave that. Uh, seven. Yeah, like I said, that, that. But I think it was the IP. Like at, at least Krusty seemed fun. You know, I look back on look up look back on Krusty's and thought, yeah, that were that were all right. But at this one, I just um, I didn't think it were particularly challenging. It just were annoying. Hmm. Well, it's getting a five from me as well. I think the graphics are nice enough. The music's pretty decent. Um. I don't know why it has to show you a picture of him holding his hand out, going level two or next level or whatever. Uh, and it's an Amiga like thing, isn't it? Amiga well, like loading a... screens would have always had. had yeah, probably. On it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you but, know what you gave? Yeah. Well, what uh, seven possibly? Eight. Hey, Jesus. yeah, I really enjoy Krusty. I own it. Don't have it point as he points to his shelf. I like it. It's good, um, and I liked it back on the SNES as well. But so maybe it's, that's more. Um, a nostalgia thing or I've got an affinity with that and I, I think I remember though it did have a certain chat I mean he controlled more fluidly and things like that didn't he hmm. the problem with this is like I said right at the beginning of this some summarisation is that others have done it better and funnily enough 
I'll give you, I'll, I'll read out what they put in CMVG. Graphically, SS Lucifer is excellent. I mean, I won't go that far, but you know, with small but finely detailed graphics and neat visual tricks. Sound is also good with some chirpy ditties, which drive the player on. And there's a great sampled scream when he dies. I Gameplay is fun, but this genre is getting a little stale. And I think mm. that is why. And he, they just got, I'd rather wait for the definitive Lemmings 2, mm. which was Lemmings the Tribes, wasn't it? I think Lemmings 2. But yeah. Um, the, the point about the graphics, I think it would look better on a CRT. Now, I know all, all um, old stuff does, but some stuff is quite clearly designed and drawn with the scan lines in mind and mm. on and the blur on LCD the brings in yeah yeah it can look a little the softness busy rather the pix, yeah with the sharp pixels makes it look a little busy I think it would have looked a lot nicer on a on a CRT it's funny that isn't it because I've got a few of bitmap books books um, like snares retrospectives and master system and and they're lovely looking books and you look at the screenshots and they're really they're really high resolution pixelated images and you th and you go oh you look at it you go oh look how look at the pixels there look how lovely that looks mm. but as you say to transform something that crystal onto an lcd you go oh god look at that it's funny isn't it it's mm. a static image because those lines soften it up don't they, they yeah they it just, it, but, but all of it just the focus and everything just softens it up and makes it look a little bit warmer which is why we love crts and arcades isn't it that's you know it just looks a lot nicer to to play an arcade machine on the CRT mm. than, a, than a, when someone's ripped and put an LCD in. Upgraded. In <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Yeah, so what was that? Five, four, three, two, one. Ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. Stick S's loose up your bum. Five, four, three, two, one. Five, four, five. Yeah, five, four, five. 14 out of 30. Three and a half, you gave yeah, him. Yeah, we don't it do halves. Four. We don't do halves, do we? Right. Yeah, we could do what you want. Yeah, I'll give it the four. I will. I was right. between three and four. Give it the round it up. Yeah, we gave it. We gave point fives to um, some things. All right, we'll give it the point five then. All right, okay. So thirteen point five out of thirty. It's subpar. I think that's a fair. Yeah, it's a subpar, it's a but not summer. disastrous. So what did what did CMVG give it uh, in numbers? Oh, sorry, yeah, I never said, did I? Um, they gave it 73. Down at 73. Yeah, well, which... Uh, kind of the I, I suppose. Yeah, and they said for the Game Gear, they give 74. A number of reasons make this the best version of the game. For a start, it's 12 quid <laughs> cheaper than the Mega Drive. percent. Yeah, it's... it's uh, it's 12 quid cheaper than the Mega Drive, offers virtually the same game. The excellent graphics are all the more impressive than being on handheld. And heck, even the sound is unusually good for the Game Gear. A great little puzzler on a great little machine. It's cheaper than the Mega Drive, but outweighed in battery costs. <laughs> so anyway, what else could we have been playing? Go on, with, hit me with beginning it. Beginning with the letter S. Could have been playing... Kid Chameleon. Kid nope, Chandler. that was a K. Yeah, that was a K. Say, that's, that's, that's not an S. That's the old notes. Who's done that list? Me. Crusty's, 
so there's there's a lot of S's as you might imagine with it being quite a common letter of the alphabet. But some highlights: Super Monaco GP, Sonic, yeah. Sonic, 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 all, all Sonic, Sonics. Sonic, yeah. Sonic, 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 Sonic Two, Sonic and Three, Sonic, Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, um, Sword of Vermilion. What's that? That is an RPG thingy. <laughs> Sounds I'm a, to RPG. be honest, to be honest, it's a game I've never played. I don't know if it's turn-based or if it's an action RPG. So I don't know if you'd like it or not. Sword of a million. Well, I can tell I can you if, help, it's yeah. ter- if it's turn-based. No. <laughs> it but it the, looks it looks like an ARPG. It looks like that. It looks like the fights go sideways on and look Castlevania-y, but the exploring is top-down and Zelda-y. Oh, it's turn-based. Oh, is it? Maybe yeah. they're just little cutsceney things, these sideway bits I'm looking at them. Oh, it says action role-playing game, but then the screenshots I'm seeing... Oh, maybe maybe they just put you in little sections. Anyway, yeah, we could have played that. I can just hear someone saying, Sort of vermilion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever. Um, not into all that fancy bollocks. What else have we got? Uh, all, all the Streets of Rage. One, two, three. Yeah. Did they do four? Oh yeah, just recently. Yeah, they did the recent one. Yeah, it's very good actually. How many million soccer's sensible soccer's and <laughs> yeah, uh, sensible soccer there, yeah. there. Solfies, Solfies. Yeah, that was one of the early Mega CD games that uh, Games Masters Simon Nicolau had, and it was just amazing. Pumped through stereo. Just Sol, looking at the review. Sol what? Solfies. Looking at the reviews, um, no, I don't think so. I don't know what it, I don't know how to spell that. No, face with an E after the F. Okay, oh, that looks tasty, doesn't it? It is tasty, and look, yeah, like a kind of um, what's it look like? Salamander, yeah, that looks great. That looks like it would have actually been fun. Thanks, Randomizer's dad. Um, could play all Dick. the Shining Forces. Yeah. Shadow Dancer. Uh, is that Shadow Dancer as a uh, Shinobi? Some, no? I always get confused. It sits somewhere in the Shinobi canon, but it's not Revenge of the Shinobi slash Super it's Shinobi. Four, is it and it's the one with the dog? Yeah, it's Shadow the one with like the, like the dire wolf type big white dog. Yeah. I can't yeah, think where it sits, because you, you then got... Did you got... Did you get a Shinobi 3? I can't remember. Shinobi Revenge of Shinobi, and this was Shadow Dancer, wasn't it? Was it 3? Yeah, and then there was another one, wasn't there? Was it? Yeah. Mm, Take word for it. (laughs) Oh, God, there's loads. Shinobi, Shadow Dancer. Revenge of Shinobi. Shadow Dancer, The Secret of Shinobi, The Cyber Shinobi, The GG Shinobi, The GG Shinobi 2, The Silent Fury, Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master, Shinobi Legions, Shinobi 2002, Nightshade, and Shinobi 3D. And Shinobi Fall Off. Yeah. I watched that as well, Shinobi. Over Christmas? Uh, Just literally, uh, just this week, before Last of Us, because it's the same guy that's written it in it. I thought it was quite good. Uh, Yeah, it was meant to be good. I never watched it at the time. Um, Sewer Shark. Sewer Shark. That is your Mega CD Night Trap type FMV in a underground sewer type machine flying around sewers, shoot them up type thing. 
<laughs> is that what it said cool. on the back of the box? Nice I think so. That was that was that was the the summary on the blur. The lo- the looks cutting edge. It did. It did then. And that's what I mean. It looks like one of them at the time where you'd have gone, "Wow, have you seen this? It, it's got pictures." <laughs> and they move. Um, I think way. Games Master Simon Nicola had this as well. I think. I always see this game, and I don't know whether I've got a little bit of dyslexia. I don't think I have, but I always read this as slippied. But um, <laughs> do a bar- do a barrel roll. Yeah, slip slippied, is it? Silphied. Silphied. There we go. See, clearly I'm dyslexic. Um, does I shoot them up in it? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's kind of funny. It's kind of like on a curve. It's, it's, um, it looks reminds me of. Um, Oh, what's that? Gyrus. Gyrus, yeah. Yeah, it's got that Gyrus vibe to it, but um, it's, game, it's Mega CD, so it's got a boshy type thing. Yeah, Giros. What did you see, Chicken Giros? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a Mega CD game, so it's got a boshing soundtrack again. See, this is the thing, I don't think people would understand. If you weren't there, man, you don't understand, man, you weren't there. It's a, that jump from cartridge-based music up to CD, that jump from Mega Drive up to Mega CD, it was just, it were, it was just amazing. And oh, yeah, because they were, they were legit audio tracks, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really and we weren't bound by the conventions of having to stick to X amount of channels with X amount of plinks and X amount but, of plonks. But I know it, 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 it sounds now because we're so accustomed to it, it just is. I mean, you've got orchestras doing soundtracks now, but looking back, it's very much window dressing to put all this groovy music on top of an average game. But then, mm. because it was such an audio visual feast, it swung it. Yeah, it, it could it, do. And, and it made games seem better than they were. I think if you go back to them now and go, oh, yeah, that sounds good. But you can mm. play that shit. <laughs> um, we could have been playing Strider. Yeah. Love Strider. Strider, I don't even know her. Ha. Love Strider. You've got, got the PCB. I have. The arcade PCB, haven't you? A bundle of lots of penny things. now. Does, I didn't know that Strider is the standard English title of Leo Tolstoy's novella Colstomer. So, you know, this would, exp- would explain some of the Russian um, elements. Oh, is that in... all right? Okay, that's why it's like, yeah, very Russian iconography in, in Strider. Yeah. I'm terrible at Strider. I'm not great at it. I need to play it more. I do like Strongbow. It. I prefer... I prefer... Uh, C- cider. Oh, sorry. That's not Cider. cider. Yeah, dry, dry cider. Strider, 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 we've got to get to the Prancing Pony, you've just Strider. There's a lot of the rings for you there. Potato. Oh, yeah, him. Could have been playing Super Hang On, oh. which is good, isn't yeah. it? It's very good. Yeah. Yeah, very good. There were so many S's. If you go to Wikipedia and you, you order it on S, the amount of S's that were on here. Is, um, and is and we got this shit. Do, have you ever finished Super Hang On? No. Does he, we see what happens he when you get to the off end. And it's a girl. <laughs> no, he right? takes his helmet off. It's a right old, it's a right old man. <laughs> like a, oh, is um, it? Japanese so, looking old dude. 
you don't Peace. expect. So that all that being said, um, we should probably go and uh, bother randomizer see see what he's got from us. Randomizer's dad. Go knock on his well, door. What uh, I don't know if anyone's pointed. No one's pointed it out to us, and we can see that people are downloading this podcast, so we know you're listening. Uh, well, no one else is listening. They're downloading it automatically, subscribe to it, and going, "Oh yeah, that I need to, I need to unsubscribe." <laughs> Fucking hell, taking up all my what storage. <laughs> There's a lot of people doing that then. Um, <laughs> no one, no one's pulled us up on it, but uh, we seem to have uh, missed out Q from the alphabet. <laughs> so what are we gonna do? So we went, we went NOP. It's... Well, it's a randomizer. It's a dickhead. It's his mistake. So what's he I... gonna do? Are we are we jumping back to Q, or are we pressing on, or are we doing the two? We've I think we should probably Q, pester him for a Q, aren't we? But are the problem is Q is one of those letters that doesn't belong where it is in the alphabet. It should be at the end with all the other goth letters like X and Z. Yeah, all other high-scoring Scrabble letters. Yeah. So we're going for Q now. Fuck you. We'll, we'll see what the fuck randomizer says, I guess. We're going, fuck you now, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I'm the newer. I'm the newer. I'm the newer. I am the one who knocks. Oh, oh. you noticed, did you? Fuck the- off. No, we didn't. It was, a, it was a test, and it took you two episodes to find out. Two episodes and, well, about two and a bit months, probably. You stupid dickheads. Yeah, I knew. You didn't. It's your fault. No beds. Why didn't you tell me earlier? Because you didn't know, you thick twats. Anyway. <laughs> fair. <laughs> He's, I mean, it's a fair. It's you're a fair right, you're right. It. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit... I'd, why Why is he so angry? I think he's smug, isn't he? I don't know, male menopause. As you can imagine, menopause. there's loads of cues. No, there isn't. There's two. Is that? So, We've got a 50-50 chance. What are the options? There might be three. I don't know. You'll have to go look. But for what it's worth, you can have this. Quack shot. Quack shot. One word. Quack shot. Not quack shit. Not quack shithead, which is what you are. You are quack shot. Thanks, Randomizer's dad. Yeah. Thanks. I'll 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 accept you calling me a thick twat for that. Bye. Have a great time. Thomas the Wank Engine. Oh, yeah. Ah, Quack shot. Yes. This I remember this being very good. I'm going to say this well, looks like it's got um, legs. And yeah. well, it's Donald Duck, isn't it? He's got two, he's got legs and flappers. Don't spoil it. <laughs> what are they called? Flappers. What are the wings. <laughs> feet. Wings. F- duck feet. Yeah. Flip, Orange sauce. Just feet. Pancakes. What feet, are they called? Yeah. They're called feet. Duck's feet. Okay. Anyway, wow. he's got legs. Duck's feet cold. <laughs> Palmate feet. There you go. Feet then, right? Okay. Someone has Googled our duck's feet called flippers. <laughs> Was that you just then? <laughs> I've been doing it every day at breakfast Rubble. until I get the right answer I want. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I remember this being good. And you can get this on a double, um, double cassette thing with... Daniel. How many times have we said, I remember this being good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it can, you can buy it on a double on a double 
cartridge with um, Castle, Castle of Illusion. Illusion and this. You can't put this with Castle of Illusion, knowing how good Castle of Illusion is, and then have this after it. Can you, surely? We'll see. Anyway. We shall see. Let's wrap it up, eh? Oh, anyway, it's nice. it's been nice to be back. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you haven't missed us too much. Yeah, let's the, not leave it so long. The inbox of, where's the next podcast? Where's the next podcast? Where is it? Where is it? We've not been able to, if it was a house and we were still doing letters, I wouldn't be able to open the door. There's been that many people asking. But we're oh. back. Where are you? Did you get fed up of emailing yourself? No. Shh, don't, don't give away the secret. Okay, mm. sorry. Um, anyway, that's it for this episode of Pixel Podcast. Thanks for listening. We love you a long time. If you want to reach out to us, you can grab us on Twitter or Instagram at Pixel Hunt Pod. You can visit the website www.pixelhuntpodcast.com. You can drop us an email if you want at uh, howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com. Maybe tell us your favourite S game. Do that because there's a lot I to can get on. to. Well, I won't, yeah, don't, I bother. To... No, don't bother. Don't bother. Don't bother. <laughs> There's a podcast I listen to called uh, Top Flight Time Machine, and they always get, they always go yeah we're talking about something. You go don't don't mail us because we won't we won't include it. <laughs> like just don't bother don't bother sending anything in because we won't read them out. This is but, this is a one way podcast. <laughs> yeah, but if you've got a, um, a favourite S, just I don't know drop us a line. I get to use my feedback. Um, bit anyway, that's it. Yeah. Send an yeah. email or something. I don't. I don't. It's up to you. It's your choice, isn't it? I'm not going to tell you what to do. One life, live it. You can watch us play stuff on Twitch at forward slash Pixel Hunt Pod, and I might actually play this one live at some point. Who knows? Until next time, keep on keeping on. We're Pixel Hunt Podcast. Play the games, games so, so you, you don't, don't have to. Have to. So you don't have to.